This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Billy Mae Chambers and her fiancé, Marine Sergeant James Horn, arrived in Bakersfield on February 14, 1944. The couple quickly rented a room at a boarding house. By late February, they'd gotten a marriage license. On March 27, 1944, Billy Mae Chambers became Billy Mae Horn. The couple was married in a simple ceremony officiated by a justice of the peace. A week later, on March 4, 1944, Billy May was dead, bludgeoned to death in the room the newlywed couple rented in that boarding house on Truxton Avenue. There were plenty of suspects, but to date, almost 80 years later, her violent murder remains one of Bakersfield's many unsolved homicides. This is Murder of a Newlywed. There's our regular army troops landing on a Guadalcanal beach to relieve the Marines who made such a successful blitz on the Japanese. Marine Corps Sergeant James Horn, a veteran of the Battle of Guadalcanal, had a new assignment. He was sent to the Marine base in Mojave, California. James brought his fiancée, Billy Mae Chambers, here to Bakersfield from Minneapolis, Minnesota, on February 14, 1944. The couple intended to get married in the very near future and chose Bakersfield to live because it was the closest city to the desolate Marine base in Mojave. In short order, the couple rented a room at a boarding house located at 1919 Truxton Avenue. It sat on the south side of Truxton, just west of F Street. That house is no longer there. The building that occupies that address is a commercial office building. The boarding house was owned by Garrett and Jean Van Ort, a couple with three young children. Even though their rented room was cramped, the couple was quite content there, and it was only temporary. They lived there in the Van Ort's boarding house long enough to save some money to rent a place of their own. And they both got along well with the Van Ort's. Whenever he traveled to his base in Mojave, James felt comfortable leaving Billy May behind in Bakersfield. He was confident Billy May would be looked after by the Van Orts. He'd travel from Mojave to Bakersfield often. Every chance he'd get, he'd hop on a train to Bakersfield to spend some time with Billy May. On one of his visits to Bakersfield, the couple got a marriage license. They planned to get married right away, but James' military duties kept getting in the way. Finally, on March 27, 1944, they tied the knot. The couple got along so well with their landlords, they decided to get married at their place. James and Billy May 
had a simple ceremony at the Van Orts boarding house on Truxton Avenue, with the Van Orts acting as witnesses to their marriage. But the newlyweds' honeymoon only lasted a couple days. James had to go back to Mojave. On April 3rd, Billy May, Jean Van Ort, and six other women spent the evening bowling. Billy May and Jean returned to the boarding house around 9 p.m. To their surprise, James was there, Billy May's new husband. He made the short trip to Bakersfield to steal a few hours with his bride. The couple stayed up visiting with the Van Orts until about midnight. James borrowed an alarm clock from their landlords. He had to be up by 2 a.m. to catch the 3 o'clock train to Mojave. The newlyweds retreated to their cramped bedroom and closed the door. Before turning in for the night, the Van Orts could hear James and Billy May talking in their room. Then the Van Orts retired to their room on the other side of the house. The Van Orts didn't hear the alarm clock go off or hear James leave the house early that morning. They slept until 3 a.m. They were awakened by pounding on their front door. The Van Orts answered the door. It was a drunken tenant demanding a refund for rent he paid in advance. Rather than argue over this, the Van Orts refunded the man his $10 and went back to bed. Garrett Van Ort left for work around 7 a.m. When Jean Van Ort finished cooking breakfast, she sent her four-year-old daughter in to wake Billy May. It was then that Billy May's death was discovered. The Van Ort's young daughter discovered the deceased and battered body of Billy May Horn. The newlywed was wearing a nightgown lying on the floor next to the bed. Everything in the small room indicated Billy May put up a valiant fight. The small room was in disarray. The bed linen was pulled off the mattress. Blood splattered the walls and pooled on the ground around Billy May's body. Of course, the spouse or significant other is always the person investigators first focus on. It's true today as it was in 1944. Detectives traveled to Mojave to question Sergeant James Horn regarding his bride's death. He denied any involvement or knowledge of her murder. He claimed he left the boarding house on Truxton at 2 a.m., he said he walked from there to the depot on Baker Street to catch his 3 a.m. train to Mojave. Investigators estimated Billy May died between 2 and 3 a.m. Sergeant James Horn, anxious to solve his wife's murder and clear his name, cooperated fully with the investigation. He even submitted to a polygraph test. Two things were missing from the crime scene. A murder weapon. Murder the weapon that would have been used to bludgeon the young woman to death. 
And also missing was her purse. Later in the investigation, a half-inch metal pipe about two feet long was found in the Van Ort's house. For a time, investigators believed this was the murder weapon. But testing later revealed that there was no blood or tissue on the pipe. A beating as violent as the one Billy May experienced would have left something on the murder weapon. Later on in the investigation, something else was discovered missing from the Van Ort's home. Jean Van Ort's purse. So now, Billy May and Jean Van Ort's purses were missing. Both were found near the Van Ort's home. Jean Van Ort's purse was in a garbage can, and Billy May's was discarded on a street. The news of Billy May Horn's homicide made headlines in the Bakersfield, Californian. It was what everyone in town was talking about. Bakersfield residents were in a panic. A young woman was brutally attacked and murdered in her own bed. A killer was on the loose. With the publicity surrounding this case, citizens began giving Bakersfield Police Department tips. A day after the crime, police received a tip about a young man prowling the neighborhood around the Van Orts, around the time detectives believe Billy May was killed. This prowler was described as being in his early 20s with a stocky build, had shaggy blonde hair, and was missing a front tooth. Police put out a bulletin to law enforcement agencies in California asking any agency who might come across a person matching the subscription to hold them for questioning in a murder. But they didn't release this information to the Bakersfield public. They sat on it until they couldn't sit on it any longer. Three days after Billy May's death, about 1.30 in the morning, two Kern County Sheriff's deputies answered a prowling call in the area of California Avenue and Union. It was at a car camp. The deputies apprehended the prowler. They took him into custody, put him in the back seat of their patrol car without handcuffs. While they were at the intersection of California and Union, the suspect bolted from the back seat. He ran to the parking lot of the Bakersfield Inn. The deputies found the young man hiding under a parked car. This time, when they took him into custody, they made sure to put handcuffs on him. But this proved futile. When the deputies placed him in the back seat a second time, the suspect simply scooted over the seat, opened up the door on the opposite side of the patrol car, and escaped again this prowling suspect disappeared into the night. The next morning, the sheriff's office received a report from a resident on Wood Street. This resident was reporting their tool shed had been broken into. Inside were the mutilated handcuffs. After this fiasco, the Bakersfield Police Department was forced to release the information about the prowler. They admitted that the prowler from the car park off of Union Avenue, the one who escaped from custody twice, fit the description of the prowler who was witnessed in the Van Ort's neighborhood 
when Billy May was murdered. This prowler suspect was named Raymond Foster O'Neill. Police stated he fit the physical description of the prowler who had been seen near the Van Orts. There was never any mention of this individual ever again in the Bakersfield, Californian. It's not known if police ever found him or if he was ever eliminated as a suspect. A week and a half after the murder, two young women were carjacked and kidnapped in downtown Bakersfield. They were forced to drive their youthful kidnapper to Huntington Beach. While driving to Southern California, this young man told his hostages he was the one who killed Billy May Horn. He was wanted for her murder. Once they reached Huntington Beach, the kidnapper kicked the young women out of the car. He then drove off in the stolen vehicle. This young man was later apprehended with another man attempting to cross over the U.S.-Mexico border. He was brought back to Bakersfield for questioning regarding the kidnapping and the murder of Billy Mayhorn. This young man was 18-year-old Raymond Vigneau. Bakersfield police charged Vigneau with the crimes related to the carjacking, but never charged him with the murder of Billy May. Remember this young man. He'll figure prominently in the next Notorious Bakersfield podcast next week. Two months after Billy May's death, the Kern County District Attorney finally issued an arrest warrant in connection to her death. It was for Sergeant James Horn, her husband. But with James Horn being an active duty Marine and with the country in the middle of a war, this presented some logistical problems for the Bakersfield Police Department. When the warrant was issued, military officials placed James Horn under arrest. They held him at a guardhouse on the Marine base in Mojave. A month after his arrest warrant was issued, Bakersfield Police Chief Powers announced that they were putting the investigation on hold until after the war. Police Chief Powers claimed military officials refused to release James Horn to their custody. Chief Powers said, quote, We plan to reopen the case after the war when we can effectively demand Horn's release. In peacetime, the Navy Department must surrender him to us, unquote. But that's not what happened. The military said they never refused to turn Sergeant James Horn over to civil authorities. They said Horn was ready for trial. The military maintained that they tendered Horn to the Kern County District Attorney's Office and they refused acceptance. The military also claimed that the Kern County DA dropped the charges against James Horn. The DA's office was forced to admit that that was true. Marine officials tendered Sergeant Horn to the DA's office to answer to the charge of homicide. But the DA said they couldn't take him into custody because the Bakersfield Police Department had requested the DA to dismiss the charges. So basically, the police lied. 
Sergeant Horn was ready to go to trial. He was ready to clear his name. But for some reason, the Bakersfield Police Department asked the DA to withdraw the charges. I don't know this for a fact, but I think the police suspected strongly that Sergeant Horn killed his wife, Billy May. But the evidence they had against him was weak, that he'd be acquitted if it went to trial. So rather than admit they had a weak case and to save face, the Bakersfield police lied and said the military refused to cooperate. From my research, it looks like the Bakersfield Police Department didn't leave any stone unturned. They were looking at this case from every angle. To give you an example, Billy May's father was a retired police chief in Nebraska. Bakersfield detectives looked at people who may have had a history with Billy May's father during his law enforcement days, looking for someone who may have had a beef with the father and killed Billy May as retribution. Bakersfield police even interviewed one such person. World War II came to an end the next year. The Kern County DA's office never refiled charges against Sergeant James Horn. In 1944, when this crime occurred, it made headlines for weeks. It was on the front page of the Californian for over a week. It was a huge story. Then it faded. It wasn't mentioned again in the newspaper for another 29 years in a 1973 article about unsolved cases. Remember that youth who carjacked those two young ladies, Raymond Vigneau? He continued committing crimes for another two decades. I'll have that story on the next Notorious Bakersfield episode. Resources used to research this story, the Bakersfield Californian, the Los Angeles Times, and the Minnesota Star Tribune. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll be back next week, next Tuesday, with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble, and don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. Have a good week.